Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in our lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. For the next two podcasts, what we're going to do is we are going to focus on the two major things that keep people from going after their dreams. These are the things that stop people before they even start. Before we jump in, so important to remember to relax, to take time to enjoy life. The way I love to do that, front porch with my favorite infinity beverage. That's www.infinitybeverages.com. They will deliver right to your door. And if you're in the Eau Claire area, stop by their tasting room for a tour. That's infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran and of Dreamers Everywhere. In what now seems like a former life, I used to be a prison chaplain. What that means is I was employed by a prison to basically protect the religious rights of the inmates that are there. And I had lots of time to talk with men that were incarcerated. And it was a sheer joy. It is definitely one of those spaces in my life that I'm very proud of, that I'm very thankful that I got the opportunity to do. And I have so many stories from that time period of my life, but there is one that's always stuck out above so many others. And if you've ever heard me speak live, you may have heard this story because it has become such a foundation for so many of the things that I teach. So there's this young guy. He's maybe in his early 20s. I would guess 2021. I would never take the time to actually look up people's ages and I would never take the time to look up people's crimes. All I wanted to do is meet them where they were at. So this young gentleman, he was from inner city Milwaukee and uh, he just kept hanging out by my door. And so eventually I said, hey, can I help you with something? I noticed that you just kind of hang around and if you want to come in and talk, I'd be be happy to to listen to whatever it is that you want to talk about. And so he, he eagerly came into my office and he sat down and, uh, and he shared this story with me. He said, when I was young, I lived with a dad who was very angry. And my dad, for as far back as I can remember, used to beat me on a regular basis. And not only did he beat me, He beat me with a two-by-four. So virtually every day of my life, I would come home, and at some point, my dad would come after me with a two-by-four. Now, I'm guessing that most of you know what a two-by-four is, but it's a piece of construction lumber, and it's two inches by four inches. Not exactly, but it is one and a half inches by three and a half inches for you construction guys out there. But it's a thick piece of wood, and it does not bend. It is firm, and it is hard, and I can't even imagine somebody hitting me with a 2 by 4 Yet this young man had his father, on a regular basis, beat him with a 2 by 4 So he continued the story, and he said, Chap, because that's what everybody called me. He said, Chap, lately I've been doing a lot of thinking about my dad. He said, the last time I saw my dad, 
was the first time that I was able to stop him from hitting me. Because he would hit me so often. And then finally I got old enough and strong enough that one day he tried to hit me and I stopped the two by four midair. And he walked out of the room and I've never seen him again. He said, but I've been thinking about my dad. And I've been wondering if I need to forgive him. I've had the good fortune of being able to sit down and talk with a lot of people just about life in general. A lot of those conversations boil down to, I want to make a difference in this world. I want to figure out what I'm here on this earth for. I want to help people, but I just don't know how. And it's a sheer joy every chance I get the opportunity to tell people, go for it. Or I help them discover that thing that they want want to do. Or I help them discover who they truly are. There's just nothing better than seeing someone come alive or someone's dream come alive. What I've noticed is there's some patterns that have emerged. And one of those patterns is that there are a couple main things that keep people from actually doing that thing that they want to do. There are some significant road bumps that get in the way of going towards something great. And one of those road bumps almost every time is the area of forgiveness. Now, the story that I started to tell is a really difficult story. Anytime there's abuse of a young person, that's hard to stomach and that's hard to even talk about. And we'll get to the end of the story. But before we do, I want to make sure that I put something up front here. That if you've been abused, if you've been beaten, if you've been abused in any sort of way, I don't want you to hear the story that I share about the young man in prison. I don't want you to hear that as a story that means that you should try to reach out to the person that abused you. That is not the purpose at all. And you can find forgiveness without ever meeting, talking to that person ever again. And that doesn't make you a bad person. That is completely understandable and it is perfectly fine. His story is unique to him. Your story is unique to you. So I don't want you to hear that for a second. But I do want you to hear that one of the things that we all need to work towards when we're trying to accomplish great things in this life is forgiveness. If we don't manage to forgive people, and we'll talk about three main people, if we don't manage to forgive them, the weight ends up on our shoulders. The weight is something that we have to carry around with us. Now, going after something incredible in this world, doing something that matters is often You know, it often takes a lot of time, it often takes a lot of effort, and it often takes a lot of heart and mind power. And so if you have something dragging you down constantly, it's going to keep you from reaching the potential that you have within you. Now, I don't want this to get selfish because a great dream is beyond yourself. A great dream is going after something that's going to help someone else. And if you're carrying around all of this weight of unforgiveness on your shoulders, it may very well be keeping you from doing something that will help someone else.
Now the first person that we're going to talk about forgiving today is yourself. One of the biggest things that gets in the way of people accomplishing what they're capable of is that they cannot forgive themselves. Now I'm not going to really give you any clear examples here because everybody has their own story. We all have stories that have all sorts of ups and downs to them. We have high points and we have low points. We have great points and we have terrible points. And sometimes the hard moments in life, if we look at them, we can actually trace it back and say, you know what? I had something to do with that. Or even worse yet, sometimes we have hard moments in our lives and it deeply hurts other people. And then we look at that situation and say, not only do I blame myself for my hard moment in life, but I blame myself for hurting that other person. It seems to me that the most challenging person to forgive in life is ourselves. But it's really simple because everybody that's at play in this situation is sitting in your seat. You're the one who needs to forgive and you're the one who needs to receive forgiveness. So if you think about it that way, I mean, there's no excuse here. You just have to be strong enough to do it. Another thing that I found is when people struggle to forgive themselves, if they really want to dig deep and they really want to go to that person that maybe they've hurt, so many times that person has already forgiven them. And if that's the case, why are we still holding on to something that they're not holding on to? But no matter what the situation is, no matter what the hurt is, whether it's that you hurt yourself or you hurt someone else or you hurt your family or whatever the situation is, everybody that needs to make a decision is sitting in your chair. You have to have the strength to forgive yourself and you have to have the strength to accept that forgiveness. So there's no excuses. The power's within you. You can drag this thing on as long as you want or you can end it today. So many things in life feel like we're not in control of them, but when we really get down to it, the vast majority of things in life we actually are in control of. So we have some really difficult choices to make, but if you're the type of person that wants to make a difference in this world and you're struggling to forgive yourself, you have a really hard decision to make. But if you say it out loud, it sounds really easy. Your decision is either you go forward in life and you forgive yourself and you move forward and you make a difference in this world, or you hang on to the strange bitterness over yourself and then you struggle to do anything that matters in this world. So I guess we all get to choose how we wanna play that card. The next person that people often want to hold a grudge against, somebody who has this unforgiveness on their lap, is God. So many times people want to blame God for their situation. They say, well, God's in control and this happened to me, so it must be his fault. 
We always want to point the finger somewhere, and when our finger can't land on a person, well then we just point it to the sky and we curse God. And then we hold this huge grudge towards a divine being for the rest of our lives as if that's going to do anything good for us. I read a great quote earlier this week actually that said, we have the choice to blame other people for what happened to us, but we also have the freedom not to. Let that sink in a little bit. You have the choice to blame somebody. You can do that if you want, but you also in this world have the freedom to choose not to. And that is a powerful truth. And that's a powerful reality. So at some point, if you're blaming God, you have to ask yourself what the point of that is. And maybe it's not God's fault. It's maybe just that you have a misperception of God. Now, you can choose to believe in God however you want, but the way that I choose to believe in God is I choose to believe in a God that cares for me and a God that loves me. And so if that's the way that I'm going to choose to believe in God, when something bad happens to me, I'm not going to blame him. So often God is referred to as a father or a parental figure. And if that's the case, wouldn't you assume that he wants the best for you? And I'm a father, so I know what it feels like to be a father. And I know there's certain things that I'm going to do for and to my kids. And there's other things that are off the table. And some of the things that we blame God for in our lives are off the table. If you wouldn't do it as a parent, why do you think God, who is all about love, would do it to you? There must be a different answer. Now, I'm not here to argue theology with anyone. I don't have the time of day for that. And I don't even care to talk much about it right now. But what I know is if God is real and if God is true, he's got to be a God who loves deeply and cares immensely. And that type of God is not going to set you up for failure. And so instead of blaming God and saying, this is obviously God's fault, maybe just rethink that a little bit. Because what good is that going to do for you to get mad at like the creator of the universe? How's that going to help you out? How's that going to work out? And carrying that around with you you know, it seems absurd. And so maybe for you, the next step in your life is just to say, I forgive God. Or maybe I just let God off the hook. Or maybe I stop pretending like it's his fault. Sure, God is huge and sure he's in control of the universe. But that doesn't mean he's trying to take us down. We don't serve a whack-a-mole God who's just trying to beat us down every time we pop our heads up. In the Bible, it says that God is love. So whatever you know of true, authentic, real love, that's what God is. So whatever that is that you're blaming him for, ask yourself if love could do that to you. And if your answer is no, you need to stop pointing your finger at the sky. The final people that we need to address today is that we need to forgive the people that have hurt us. We've all had people in our lives that have hurt us deeply. And it creates this emotional challenge in our lives. I've had situations in my life where people have said thing about, things about me or people have done things to me or a combination of the both. And then I spend a lot of time needing to recuperate from that because those wounds can be really deep, especially if they come from somebody that you know and care about, which is almost always the case. If somebody that I don't know says something stupid about me, I honestly could care less. 
But if somebody I know says something that hurts, mm, that is tough to deal with. If somebody I don't know does something rude to me or hurtful to me, then I can get over that in a hurry because I don't know them. So I don't put any sort of emotional investment in that situation. But if I know you and I care for you and you do something to me, that's really hard to overcome. And that can cut really, really deep. And I've found that even over time, I can, I can allow those things to hurt me less and less and less and less. But even when I feel like they're gone, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have what I call a grief burst. And it will just come back like it just happened yesterday. Here's why this is important. Obviously, because it's keeping a lot of us from going after things that we could be doing that really matter in this world. But the other reason is that they hurt us once. But the fact that we choose not to forgive them allows us to keep hurting us every single day of our lives. So they may have the opportunity to hurt me once, but I have the opportunity to keep them from hurting me every single day from here forth. So what are we going to do? Are we going to hang on to this? Are we going to let them keep destroying us every day of our lives? Are we going to just remove that hurt, remove that burden and say, what you did to me wasn't okay. What you did to me hurt me deeply, but I'm not going to let it hurt me anymore. And we need to take a fresh approach and we may need to forgive them every single day of our lives. I met one gentleman who was talking to me and he said, you know, Matt, I have figured out how to forgive my dad and I've forgiven him, but I haven't figured out how to keep forgiving him. Because his dad was still in his life and his dad still continued to do things that were hurting him. And I think that's a valid question. And so this road to forgiveness is not an easy path. And it's something that's going to take daily intentional living to do. But it's worth it because we don't want to hang on to that. We don't want to hold on to that. And once we remove that burden from our shoulders, imagine what is possible. Think for a second what life would be like not holding on to whatever that thing is that you're holding on to. Think about how much freedom you would feel in your heart and in your spirit and in your head if you no longer were just ruined every day by that person that did that thing to you. What would life be like? You have the ability to just let it go. You're not letting them off the hook. You're not saying that it's okay. You're saying that I'm okay. You're saying that I can overcome. What I notice is when people go through difficult times in life, they do one out of two things. There's very rarely any gray area in this. Some people have hard things happen to them and they let it destroy them. Absolutely destroy them. Some of those people get involved with drugs and drinking or just horrible situations and it just sinks them. Other people use that as a springboard to do great things. If you look at anybody that's doing something good in this world, I bet you can look back and find a really hard story in their lives. I bet you can find a moment where they had to choose whether they were going to let a situation ruin them or if they were going to let it propel them. My challenge to you is to do the hard work to forgive those people so that you can move forward and be your whole self and be your complete self and make the difference that you were born to make in this world.
So this young inmate comes into my office, and after sharing the story of his dad beating him with a two by four over and over every single day, and after sharing that the last time he saw his, his dad was the moment that he stopped him from hitting him with a two by four, and then his dad walked out and he hasn't seen him since. And now because of his newfound faith, he has this thing within him where he wants to forgive his dad. And so he came to me and he said, Chap, I think I want to write to my dad. And I told him, I think that's, that's strong. I think that's bold. And I'm behind you if that's what you want to do. I said, write the letter and bring it back to me. And so he did. And he brought it back because I wanted to protect him. And I wanted to make sure that what he was writing wasn't going to expose him. And he wrote it beautifully and he sent it off. And then a about two weeks later, he's back at my door and he's got an envelope in his hand. He said, Chap, my dad wrote me back. And I read the letter and it was this, oh my gosh, it was a letter of a father living with so much regret and so much hurt. And so, the young man then comes to me and he says, I want to know what to do about this. And I said, well, I can't tell you what to do about it. Why don't you think about it and come back to me? So the next day he comes back to my office and he says, I know what I'm going to do. And I said, what's that? He said, I'm going to send my dad visiting papers. I still get goosebumps thinking about it right now. He said, I'm going to send my dad visiting papers because I want to see him. I said, okay. I said, why don't you do that and see if he sends them back. And sure enough, he sends his dad the papers and his dad sends them back. And we're the day before his dad's actually going to come to visit him. And I sat him down and I said, I just want to prepare you for this moment. Because tomorrow you're going to see somebody who your entire life, as far as you know it, is just a man that's beaten you. And now, tomorrow he's going to walk into the visiting room and you're going to see him for the first time since you stopped him from beating you. So I said, I want you to close your eyes and picture that moment. And then I want you to tell me what you're going to do. So he closes his eyes. And then he opens them and he looks at me and he said, chap, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I said, what's that? He stands up, this tall, lanky young guy stands up, spreads out his arms, ready for a hug. This man's dad beat him his entire life. Now he's willing to show him forgiveness by offering him a hug. And sure enough, that day came and went and he came back and I said, how did it go? And he said, chap, I opened my arms and he ran into my arms and we hugged and we cried and we talked and we forgave. And now I have my dad back. 
What are we going to do with the unforgiveness that we have in our lives? Are you going to hang on to it? That kid could have hung on to that forgiveness forever and nobody would have faulted him for it. But he gave it away so that he could become the person he was meant to be. Are you going to hang on to it? Are you going to let it go? Each day we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives, but does it play a role in our finances as well? Now for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated, thrivent.com slash disclosures. Hey, make sure you sign up for the walking club. More of what we talked about today and also just all sorts of tools that you can use to accomplish that thing that you have deep inside you that you know you wanna do, but you need a little help getting from where you are to where you're going. We'll see you next time.